1: O's Thirsty Thursday continues now. It's a Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry.
2: Yo, it's another Cyclone Fanatic radio show here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. As always, presented by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Of course, I'm Jared Stansberry. joined this week by Cyclone Fanatic contributor, Steph Copley. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about Iowa State, Kansas State coming up Saturday night at Jack Trice Stadium, and we're going to talk some Iowa State women's basketball as well after they were picked first uh, in the Big 12 preseason poll. Steph, how are you doing today?
3: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. It's it's been a big day. Uh, I've recovered from my really poor bowling performance last night that you were roasting me for on the internet. You Uh, didn't
3: even break 100. You're a grown man. Break 100.
2: I I will have you know, those were the first two times that I've gone under 100 in the league. That was week six, and I went under 100 back-to-back games.
3: There's just no excuse.
2: It just makes no sense because I'd been playing with the house shoes that are like walking on an ice skating rink when you try and go up there and bowl, and then I get new shoes, and all of a sudden, I
3: can't bowl anymore. You know what I think this means? You are a bad bowler.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, like obviously I knew that, but I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'd raised my average four weeks in a row. And then all of a sudden I go in there and bowl 99, 98 back to back. I was, I was embarrassed. I'll be honest. You with should
3: that. be embarrassed. Yeah. I wouldn't have shared that publicly, but that you're put showing? yourself out there. But hey,
2: but hey, there's still 29 weeks left in the league. I've got plenty of time to recover. Okay. Everybody is, uh, is allowed at least one or two really bad weeks. I think in,
3: I don't know. Those are pretty bad.
2: <laughs> well, if I come back and tell you that I got kicked off the team, you won't be surprised, okay? That's
3: true. I won't be. Thank you.
2: But we did win. So that's the the. No one thanks positive. to you. As a team, we did get a get the win. Uh, all right. Hopefully, Iowa State can go out and get a win on Saturday when Kansas State visits a 630 cake at Jack Trice Stadium. The Wildcats are hot right now after back-to-back wins over Oklahoma and Texas Tech. I've had to eat crow about adrian martinez stuff he uh has been drastically better than what he was at nebraska it turns out uh playing quarterback behind nebraska's offensive line is like hell on earth i think uh because of how much you get beat up based on what is happening to casey thompson right now so it has been cool to see adrian martinez have some success though i mean from just a redemption story type of perspective it's fun
3: because him being at Nebraska, I feel like he's one of those easy to not like players. And suddenly him at K-State, I find myself rooting for him. So I think it's more about where he was and and maybe playing for Scott Frost wasn't all it was uh, made out to be initially. And so I think we all feel a little bit bad for him maybe. And it's good to see him succeed. I, I don't appreci- want him to succeed on Saturday though.
2: I appreciate that you really went out on a limb there and said that maybe playing for Scott Frost wasn't... <laughs> Has cracked up what it was cracked up to be.
3: You know, I would me. say
2: that's pretty safe. <laughs> that's a pretty safe one right there.
3: Always the optimist over here.
2: Always the optimist. Yeah. Uh, no, but this, the thing about him that I is, that I'm interested to see is just, I would say it does such a good job of being able to stop the run. And that's obviously what Kansas state is going to try and come and do. Yeah. You know, Adrian is a, a great runner on his own. I think he has seven touchdowns over the last two weeks. But then you add in a guy like Deuce Vaughn, who's the, you know, arguably one of the best backs in in the big 12. I mean, I I just have a feeling this obviously defense is going to be ready to go. Like, I think that this is going to be one of those performances where we look back and it's like, yeah, John Haycock was in his bag in that game. You know, I
3: hope so. Yeah. I um, almost kind of have to be right. If we want Saturday to go well.
2: Right. Yeah. It's crazy just to look at the schedule for Saturday's games in the big 12 and you, I mean, it's obviously Red River Saturday, which mm-hmm. is normally drawing a significant portion of the buzz. But and that, no one's
3: talking that's about like it. like the
2: fifth best game in the Big. 12 I know.
3: This week. Um, it's it's been a weird weird year in the Big Twelve, and I've kind of liked it.
2: It's it's kind of fun because all of the teams that are left behind by Ke- Texas and Oklahoma going to the league are the ones that are playing the big games. Yeah, you know, obviously Kansas State and Iowa State is a big game, but then uh, TCU and Kansas will be insane uh the horned frogs seven point favorites going into to to lawrence uh kansas can have college game day for the first time in school history uh this feels like a spot where kansas is set up to get destroyed
3: i totally agree with you and it Uh, makes me i don't i just i don't want to cheer for kansas football but i also can appreciate them having their moment you know and i don't it's gonna be (laughs) nope Okay. I can't can't do it. Okay, fine.
2: I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I, if they weren't always so good at basketball and had just won the national championship in basketball, maybe I'd be like, all right, you know, they'd probably earned that one, but they literally just won the national championship. So I can't feel like, yeah, they earned that one.
3: Yeah, that's fair. It's not fair that they get to have multiple programs having success. That's just not how it should be.
2: Well, or at least that level of success. <laughs> right, you know, right. like I'm fine with them having middling success, but all of a sudden, where you win the national championship and then you're like in, you know, you're first place in the Big 12. That, like, come on, let's slow down a little bit here. Right. Baylor already like, got Even things that.
3: out a little bit, universe. Like, we all need to experience a little bit of that. See, but that's
2: why it'll be fun when all those when Oklahoma and Texas leave is like everyone could win the league in everything. No, you
3: know? and I think that's why this year has been so much fun because it is. It's um see you later guys. We're going to have our own fun without you.
2: Well, and if you think yeah. about it, like think about how women's sports for Iowa State could level up without Texas yeah. in the league. I mean, especially Texas. You know, yeah. you think about I mean, Iowa State swimming and diving. We didn't anticipate talking about this, but Iowa State swimming and diving. <laughs> You're throwing me for a loop always, here. They almost always are finishing second or third in, like, the Big 12 championships, you know. But Texas destroys everyone. It's like, right. okay, well, now, like, maybe that's a program that can win conference championships. You know, like, obviously, we know what the, the Iowa State's done in cross-country and track. But, uh, you know, volleyball, I would think, will have an opportunity to level up without, some, without a program like Texas in the league. I don't know. I don't know. This, this weekend just gets me excited because it's like no one's going to pay attention to Red River. Everybody's going to pay attention to everybody else.
3: Yeah, and I don't hate it at all. But I do, I totally agree with you. I think Kansas is in a really bad spot to get blown away. And then the Cinderella story is over. Just like that. The clock hits I, midnight.
2: I was telling Jeff last, or on on Monday when we did football and random things, that being down there gave off a lot of the same vibes that Iowa State football did in like 2017 you know, where everyone was just happy to be good and people at the game really didn't, I don't think they really cared what the outcome was. You know, it's like, Yeah, we want to win. But if you lose, you know, like, what can you do? You know, it is what it is.
3: Appreciating being relevant.
2: Yeah. Yes, exactly. And it was just like a celebration of the fact that they were relevant. And I was like, this is kind of cool because you just don't get to be around something like that very often. You know, Iowa State's like not in that position anymore. Now Iowa State has expectations, you know, and it makes it to where every game is less of like a celebration of just like being good and more of like, okay, now there's more to it than that, which is both good and bad. Right.
3: Yeah. My jaw from grinding my teeth is a little sore these years than it used to be.
2: Well, yeah, it doesn't help that they are like the most stressful program in the history of college (laughs) athletics with consistency. (laughs) You know, I think now after last week, they would lost eight of their last 10 or something like that. One score games going back to the 2020 big title game, which is just insane. You know, like it just, as much as, as much success as it still feels like they've had since then. I mean, last season was a disappointment. It just didn't seem like it was that bad, you know. But yeah. I guess I don't know. I don't know.
3: It makes maybe you wonder. To,
2: maybe you have to lose it lose one-score games at Nebraska levels before people are really like this is a this is a disaster. You know, you have to lose like 20 of them in a row or something like that.
3: I don't even speak that. Don't speak that into existence. It's just it's concerning,
2: especially when you think about the teams that they're going to be playing the rest of the year. It is
3: very concerning. It I don't is disagree. Really with you concerning
2: either. that. I mean, I think about this game on Saturday. It's if it's within a score. I mean, that will be nerve wracking. Okay, you know? but
3: here's the thing: we have some solid special teams play. It's going to oh, be geez. fine.
2: Oh, geez.
3: It's going to be fine. <laughs> What could go Well wrong?
2: yeah, yeah. Just think what the, the mood of the fan base will be if this game comes down to a Jace Gilbert field goal. It's
3: great. It's great.
2: Which would be a great redemption story, don't get me wrong. But man, I that would, would be
3: I mean, for his sake, I rooting for him. Yeah. But for my anxiety, not great Bob.
2: No. That would be that might be like worst case scenario yes. for everyone's hearts uh and their anxiety levels. Right. But I what have you thought 100 deckers the last couple weeks what do you think uh that offense has been uh, i don't even know how to, the best way to put it frustrating because they're just so inconsistent you know yeah. i think some of that starts with the quarterback where he's just been getting consistent in what he's been able to do the last few yeah, weeks. yeah
3: and we saw some confidence in him in the iowa game and the 99 yard drive obviously is what comes to mind but it just seemed like he had total control and it doesn't quite, it feels like he's taken a step back in terms of confidence. And that's also part of just having a new quarterback. I get all of that, but it's a little concerning. You want to see forward progression, obviously game after game. And it seems like he took a bit of a step back that way.
2: Yeah. and that, I feel like if Iowa State's offense had improved in the way that Iowa State's defense has through the yes. first five games, I mean, this team would be, I think, one of the favorites to win the league. Yeah. And it that's what I think is has to be kind of a uh, question mark is just, is this offense going to continue in a negative trajectory or trajectory? You know? Yeah.
3: And, you know, he's got this amazing uh, receiver in X and I, of course he's going to be the main target, but it does seem like he's relied on X too much. And I hope we can kind of convince him. We, I hope uh, coach Manning can convince him that that's, you know, that's not the only avenue and hopefully we can open things up a little bit more.
2: Yeah, I mean, X is catching passes at an Alan Lazard rate. Yes. You know, and being targeted at an Alan Lazard rate when they've got more good receivers than what they did when Alan was here. Right. And I'd be interested. I think he got targeted 19 times on Saturday. Hunter dropped back to pass 54 times and targeted X 19 times. Yeah,
3: it was 19
2: I would be interested to know how many times an Iowa State receiver has been targeted 19 times in a game. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the only other ones that I think would even be close to that are Todd Blythe and Allen. Yeah.
3: yeah, I think you're probably right.
2: Maybe Hakeem Butler, but Hakeem had Deshante Jones too, who caught the ball a whole bunch that year. So it's like, I don't know. I it makes that makes me nervous. The fact they're throwing it to him so much makes me nervous because of how often it leaves him open to get hit really hard with the kind of routes that he runs across the middle of the field. And I don't want to see him get hurt on a play because they've tried to force the ball to him, you know, on every play
3: basically. And you're opening, you know, that X is going to see a lot of attention defensively too. So you're, I mean, he's, yeah, he's the best receiver. So he's going to make catches that other people wouldn't, but you're also putting yourself in situations where you're likely to throw a pick that way.
2: Well, and you need, you need uh you know, you think about that play against Baylor, the first pick he threw right at the beginning yep. of the second half where he made a perfect throw right where it needed to be. But the guy comes in and blows X up and the ball yes. pops up in the air, you know? And like, that's what, those are the things that feel like they need to be avoided, you know, or even the hit he took on fourth down against Kansas in the, in the red zone where he took a shot right into the back and he said it, you know, it's like your kidneys. And like, I mean, over time, like, yeah, you can bounce back from that right away, but man, over time you take a bunch of hits like that, that just worries me for his, what his physical health will be by the end of the season. Well,
3: and you also have to wonder if he's thinking about getting hit too. Um, right. just in terms of catching the ball, if he's anticipating a big hit, um, is he focusing on catching it first? Those types of things. So yeah, you don't want to get in those habits, obviously.
2: Well, and Hunter's been leaving the ball up high a lot yes. too, or behind people, which is just what sets him up even more for if you're leaving the ball up in the air and guys got to go up, like leave their feet to go and get it and tips I mean, and, mm-hmm. in this league, people are going to, people are going to punish you for that, you yeah. know? And I don't know. I, that's where I hope this week you just see hunter I, I think you put it a good way to be under more under control because it just seems like everything he's been doing has been he reminds me of like a pitcher that comes in and can't locate his fastball right now yes you know where yeah. everything That's is great and then you start it. to overthrow you know or you start to aim the ball and then it's like you take st- take it off like take some gas off of it you know and it just like he just needs to let loose and play Right. It's like things are just moving too fast for him, which it, and it makes sense, you know. Jeff and I again have talked about how when a new quarterback steps in, there's going to be a couple games where they're pretty good, but then defenses figure out what they want to do against him. Now for him, it's about now defenses know how to knock you off your game. How do you adjust to that now? You know,
3: and the talent level obviously was a big right. jump from non-conference to the Big Twelve, so there was that too. So all of this is you know at a certain level to be expected but it's got to get straightened out or it could be a long season.
2: And they need to get more from, I mean, the run game. Obviously, Jyrell got yeah. hurt on Saturday. Yeah. And I, I think if Jyrell had stayed in that game, it could have been it, a different story. Th- there would have been a, a lot different story. Yeah. I mean, as nothing against Deion Silas or Eli Sanders, but just Jyrell is so good at being able to get those tough yards, you know, when they get into some of those situations where maybe it's a second and seven or something like that. And you just need four yards to keep it, uh, to where you're going to have third and three. Yeah. And you're just like, you're staying ahead of the chains, you know, whereas a guy like Dion Silas is taking the snap and, you know, trying to dance around a little bit in the backfield and gets dropped for a loss of one. Jirel just going to go and get you your four yards, you know, and they need him back on the field. I mean, we don't know yet what his status will be for, for Saturday against Kansas state, but I mean, he would be a significant missing piece uh if he is not available. um all right. <clears> the <throat> Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by the Nebraska Furniture martin and Clive uh we'll have plenty more conversation about Iowa State and Kansas State coming up on the Cyclone Fanatic tailgate show tomorrow after or not tomorrow afternoon but Saturday afternoon uh 3:30 uh Jeff Forty and I will be breaking down Iowa State and Kansas State of course presented by our friends from the Iowa Pork Producers uh, let's turn the page. Iowa state women's basketball on Thursday announced uh, it was announced by the big 12 that they'd been picked first in the big 12 preseason poll. Uh, the cyclones got 75 points, four of the 10 possible uh, first place votes. Texas was second with 74 and f- also four first place votes. Oklahoma, third with one first place vote. Baylor, fourth with one first place vote. And then Kansas, Kansas State, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and TCU. And of course, yesterday, Iowa State also had Ashley Jones named the Big 12 preseason player of the year. Lexi Donarski and e- Emily Ryan were both on the Big 12 preseason first team, all Big 12 team. uh, no shock to see him pick number one i think especially once you saw the respect that they got in the awards um do you think that this is going to be i mean last year was the most hyped dive state women's basketball season of all time what's this one now is this just the follow-up or you know how do you follow up what they were able to do last season
3: yeah i think this is the sequel i i there's not a major talent drop off. You have your guards who are even more seasoned than they were a year ago. You have Ashley Jones coming back for an extra year. I don't know how our expectations can't be as high or higher than they were last year.
2: Well, and you add in Stephanie source too, who's, yes. uh, who, who's finally a big another, player. Right. And that, that's, that will, I think will be the difference maker to me. If they're going to win the big 12, it will be because she came in and gave them a physicality down low that they have not had or a presence mm-hmm. down low that they have not had.
3: That has been the Achilles heel of this Iowa state team well beyond this particular squad, just missing that big presence down low. And if she can, she doesn't have to be completely dominating. Uh, but as long as she's a presence and can, you know, make her presence felt against some of those teams, the Baylors, the Texas of the big 12, it's, we're going to be very, very good.
2: Yeah. What's Ashley Jones's next level of development. Like that's what I, I, what can she have added to her game and you know, since last season and how can she have gotten better from where she was because she was already, I mean, she's already arguably the greatest Iowa state women's basketball player of all time.
3: So she's a magician, obviously under the basket. She's never going to be the biggest player, the strongest player, but the way she, I don't, sometimes she shoots the ball down low and I'm like, how in the hell did that go in? And I'm watching it with my own two eyes and I have no idea. So I'm not sure there's much else she can do down there. I think she can make herself more of a outside threat, which if you watched any of the three on three tournaments this summer, that's kind of what her role was. It was less of a, you know, down low player and she was great at it. And so if she can make herself a threat everywhere, which is crazy to say, mm-hmm. if you just want to make yourself a threat everywhere, go ahead and do it actually. But if she can do that, I think, I think that's one way she can strengthen her game. And it looks like that was um, something she definitely worked on this off season.
2: Well, and that's where I think, especially if they can get You know, if if Stephanie can come in and be a a person who takes some of that pressure off down low, that can draw some attention, you know, and that's where I think when you've watched them on several years where they've gotten in trouble is that there there's nothing near the basket that takes any pressure off of Emily or takes pressure off of Lexi and teams can really push out on them and make them uncomfortable by being really aggressive on the ball.
3: And Ashley, you know, she deserves every award, every word of praise that she gets. But if I had to criticize her, it would be sometimes she's forcing things down low because she has to, because there's no one else there. And the more pressure, like you said, that you can take off of her and allow her to do other things and allow her or uh, let her force less, I think um, we're in really good shape. So that would be another way to kind of expand the floor and make her a threat elsewhere.
2: Of the other nine teams in the league, which one scares you the most?
3: I think, I don't know. Baylor always scares me just because of the way they play. And it seems to be a problem in Texas too. They have a similar style because we've always lacked a big presence down low. I always will be afraid of the Baylors in the Texas until, until they change the style of play, just because I don't think it's necessarily compatible with the, the guard play that we have. But so, yeah, I would say those, even though I know, I think what was Baylor fourth, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Man, that's crazy to think that they went from being <laughs> where they were to being picked fourth in, in two years. I mean, yeah. one that speaks to what the transfer portal can do to you and yes. things like that. And how much, I mean, what are your, how do you feel about Kim Mulkey nowadays? Have you, have you softened on her any? Or no. do, you, do you just start to hate her more? I feel like she does things ever, like all the time. Anytime I see Kim Mulkey, I'm like, man, it's like, this is one of those people that I don't think enough about her to like really like Despise her, but every time that she pops up, I'm like, man, you really just like make me not like you more every <laughs> to time. To be you fair, do I have,
3: I, you know, when she's now at LSU and I don't think about her that often, like you said, but she, she got asked about the Brittany Griner situation. Yeah. Basically said, no comment. What? What, what do you, right. you have to? I'm sorry, you have to. You have a comment about literally everything else in the world. You have comments about it.
2: And that's just... what's so funny to me. It's because, you know, like, <sighs> I, my in the back of my mind, I'm like, even if you don't like want to support her or whatever, like, why don't you say that? Why? Right. You know? Right. Why don't and you say that? And when has because Kim Mulkey
3: ever been afraid of saying anything? Right. When you has know? she ever so been afraid she knows to be she's honest? Wrong. Yeah. She's, when has she, she ever been
2: afraid to be honest? She knows right. she's wrong. And yes. she knows what she would say would be really, really bad to say. Yes. And that's yes. why I sit there and I'm like, you're just hiding behind this no comment thing when like, and then you see her former players come out and they say like, you know, all you have to see is who's not speaking on this to understand what the dynamic is, you yeah. know? And I, I'm interested to see, you know, if there's people that turn on her in the basketball world, then what.
3: I, it's, what, I what think it's happening already. And, you know, uh, coach Fenley has always respected her and how you have to respect who she is as a coach. Mm-hmm. And I do, I really do. But she's just so easy to dislike and man, she gets under my skin. So, yeah, I just uh, – I'm okay that she's not in the Big 12. I, I'm okay if I don't think about her. Thanks for bringing that up, Jared.
2: You're welcome. Uh, all right. Thanks, Steph, for hopping on the show tonight. We'll uh we'll talk to you again soon. Sound good? Sounds great. Sounds right. great. We'll be back with more Cyclone Fanatic Radio. Tossing it off to Chris Williams, Brent Bloom, and Tim Mullen. When we come back, you're in the morning sports station, 106.3 KXNO.
1: Hi Cyclone fans, this is Dr. Brian Warmey, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones!
4: Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street and Clive.
1: Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson. And Ankeny is my go-to guy But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to All that stuff, and you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man, and I go to the doctor Because I want to be there for my two little girls I want to be able to walk them down the aisle I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday Be a man, go to the doctor IowaClinic.com Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way Hey, y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell
0: you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out there's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive.
1: Hey Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers they've been coming on here for the last couple of years i've been telling you guys about them i've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years and i've learned so much one thing specifically i didn't really know this before i guess i probably should have but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns that helps farmers care for the pigs they protect the pigs from extreme temperatures predators You know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing. And they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this. So you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williamson. Thank you to our state's great pork producers.
2: The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones!
1: All right, guys, Thursday night, welcome back. The Cyclone Fanatic Radio Hour on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3, KXNL. Of course, we are always presented by our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. And uh, it's time to make some picks on the games of the week. But before we do so, we always like to find out what kind of hot deals we've got going on over at Nebraska Furniture Mart. And to that, I turn the floor over to the great Tim Mullen. He's better at managing... Uh, Nebraska Furniture Mart than he is picking games. I can tell you that. Um, I take offense to that, considering <laughs> I am beating you guys. So well, hey, I'm probably I'm probably better at that
5: than I am leading the finest uh, the store in Des Moines. You, in
1: you could be like me and just suck at everything that you do. Okay, so just that was a compliment. I,
5: hold on a minute i refuse to say that you suck at everything you are absolutely mediocre at everything okay (laughs) even steven
0: raise your raise your standards williams come on
5: yeah you don't suck you're just mediocre buddy but yeah thanks uh thanks man i appreciate it again being here with you guys you know we, we have a blast uh being on here with the fanatics and we got good stuff going on uh there's lots of appliances package going on, with Samsung bespoke laundry rebates and LG power pair rebates and Samsung bundle rebate. I mean, come get a four piece Frigidaire kitchen, get up to 10% back. Uh, but the cool one, gentlemen, as it so relates to our love and passion for sports is the big, big, big screen event, Whoa. three bigs Uh running September 28th through October 18th. You know, we've done this before guys. And I'm telling you, it's one of my favorites, but right now we're offering Omaha steak packages. Uh, well, to be clear, coming up at the right time on the 15th, 16th and 17th, uh, we'll be doing that for TVs 75 and larger. $75 off standard TV installation on select TVs, uh, add select sound bars and save up to an extra 300. We talked about wow. that last time. Yep. And there's 20% off our Sanus mounts and Metro AV home theater accessories. Uh, so basically, now's the time to come get your big TV. We're, we're we're just just ramping up college football and NFL. Come in and get yourself hey. taken care of and get yourself something
1: real nice. Don't you forget, our Atlanta Braves are back in the playoffs. Big oh, big big, big 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 sweep of the Mets over the weekend. Yeah, heck yeah. Just
5: Oh, my gosh, I was over the moon. We had a, uh, a wonderful event. Uh, we call it our day of celebration where we take the entire store out and really just celebrate our employees and have fun with them. Uh, and that was this past Sunday night. And, gentlemen, it was the trifecta for me. Uh, the Chiefs were on, and they handled Brady and in, in the uh, Buccaneers. My uh, Atlanta Braves took care of business on Sunday night baseball and – it was my 18th year winning anniversary with wow. my lovely wife, Carrie. So
1: I was over the moon on Sunday. It was a fun day. I'm just dreading if the Braves get the Cardinals in the playoffs. I can't wait. Oh, we the, have, You know the Cardinals own you guys. We have so. really bad playoff mojo with the St. Louis <laughs> Cardinals. We're, I'm going to watch you with both of you gentlemen. No. And I'm just going to torture you throughout. Tim won't even watch a game with me. Do you think you want to watch a game with me? Yes, because I, a game with I Yeah, I can hand I can handle you, Williams. <laughs> Tim, real quick, I don't know if we ever told the story other tell the story to yeah. our listeners about us watching a Braves game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm over at the house and It's about
5: two years ago in the playoffs. Not the not the year they won the series, but before that. And you know, C Dub is just he's a negative Nancy and every play is he turns into uh you know, the what's his name? All I can think of is Cousin Ebenezer Eddie. Ebenezer Scrooge. Geez. No, Cousin Eddie. What's his actor's name? Uh, Randy Quaid out Randy in the Quaid. outfield in major league, where every play would happen. He was like, No, now we suck again. And yeah, yeah. it just, I, I got to the point and I go, it, and the score's like 3 2. And I'm like,
2: Chris, <laughs> Chris I'm going go. home. He's like, What do you mean? I'm
5: like, I, I can't do it anymore, man. Like, I can't sit next to you anymore. I love you and uh, go Braves and we'll talk later. And so we, they
1: lost that game. Yeah, because they sucked that day. I was just yeah, keeping it real. That's all, was, that's all I was doing. Okay. Uh, we got, I actually, I don't, I think that the games are really hard to pick this week. I I think yeah. that we're at that point in college football where the odds makers of, are right on it. So let's see what Tim's got, has come up with here. What do you got for us this week?
5: All right, gentlemen. Well, here we go. Just as an update in standings last week where I was the only one that you could closely moderate at mediocre where I went two and three, but the two Utes went one and four. Uh, mm-hmm. So... You two are now below the Mendoza line of 500 at 12 and 13. While I ride high at 14 and 11, three games above 500. We are sinking like rocks. uh, Yeah, it is is not pretty. Uh, So here we go. We got a fun slate of games. Uh, There's a couple that I think are just going to be phenomenal games as we had last week. But the first one I'm starting off with is the Cougars of BYU traveling to Touchdown Jesus land at Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame, though, unranked. Against sixteenth ranked BYU, favored by three and a half at home, Notre Name is uh what do you got here, C dub? Uh
1: I actually I believe this game is in Las Vegas. Uh this, Oh it is. Yeah, this game is in Las Vegas at uh at the Raiders stadium there. Oh which, okay. Which is I would go with you on that. Funny to me, all the Mormons and the Catholics in the middle of Sin City. It's just yeah kind of funny and ironic to me. But uh I will take BYU in the hook. I just don't think Notre Dame's offense is very good. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the game, but I'll take points against Notre Dame for pretty much all year being that they're a public team and yeah, that that's pretty much all I have on that. Bloom, what do you think?
0: I just think Notre Dame is better. Okay. I'll take Notre Dame. All right. Simpler uh, the better I'll... for me this week, boys. Simpler the right. better. Wow, no okay. really good yeah. analysis. Wow. Thanks, Brent.
2: <laughs>
5: Dynamite drop in Bloom, <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, I'll tell you what, what you told me changed everything for me, C-Dub. I honestly was leaning toward Notre Dame mm. because of the ambiance and the, you know, the power of being in, yeah. in Notre Dame. But on a neutral field, I, I think BYU is a better team, Bloom, and and I will go that route so, right. uh, and sit with the Cougs. Okay, this next game, uh, I think, uh, you know even though red river is this weekend, it won't be what it used to be. But I think number 17 TCU at number 19, Kansas, it's just a tasty game. Mm. Uh, I, I, I think this is the game uh, and no disrespect to Iowa state last week. I think this is the game that finally clips up Kansas. I think TCU is on a real high right now. Um, I, I know they're a touchdown favorite on the road at Kansas but I just think this is the game where someone comes to town and reminds Kansas that they are, in fact, that. And I think they beat them here by 10 to 14, TCU on the road.
1: I See completely, I completely agree. And I kind of said after the Iowa State game last week, whatever the line is, I'm just going to blindly bet TCU. Because I, I left that game not impressed with Kansas, even though they had just beaten my team. I, I left that game thinking that, God, my team did everything possible to not win it. And Correct. I, I just – I think Kansas is fine. Uh, what are they, at five wins right now? I, I still have them at like eight and four, which means the second half of their season wouldn't be nearly as successful. And I, I, I've been pretty high on TCU for a while too. I love their quarterback. I think that Sonny Dykes has got a hell of a little thing going on down there. I wouldn't be surprised that they're in the top three of the Big 12 to end the year. So I will take TCU as well. What are we playing at that seven? It's a seven, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually got it earlier in the week at six, and I feel a lot better about that. Love that. Yeah. yeah, I feel a lot better about that, but I'll I'll take TCU here, Bloom. This over-under is 69. Mm-hmm. I mean, Whoa. so
0: nice. we're, under. we're expecting a lot of points, and I think for good reason. I mean, it, you're obviously it's going to look back at the game last week and go, how in the world did we only score 11 points on those guys? They're not good against the run. I don't – I again – a lot happened to Iowa State, but I think the the lack of Jairo Brock was was huge. It just they weren't comfortable running the ball. I think TCU is very comfortable running the ball. I think TCU puts this away early. The distraction of game day I think actually is a nuisance this week for the home team. So I think I think TCU by ten as well.
5: Yeah, it it, it was difficult last week given because like you guys said, you can't walk away from that game going. Kansas was the better team, and I know that's a very I- you hate saying that when you lose. You sound like sour grapes. Yeah, like, no. just, I know we lost, but but if you know football, nobody walked away from that feeling like uh, we just gave them our best shot and lost.
0: I would I would not be shocked if Kansas loses out. Sorry, no, I get you. not I would not be shocked by that. Yeah, well, that in the way uh, this is uh, Duggan's quarterback. down on TCU, right? Yeah, yeah, and he can run. I mean, so I think that's yeah. quarterback. Like they're. Kansas is going to give up run. a lot of points. Kansas yeah. is going to give up a lot of points in this game. Can they score 35? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah,
5: I'm with you. Well, the next game, gentlemen, uh, formerly known as a very fun game to watch, the Red River Shootout. This used to be between two teams that were ranked and really, really good. Uh, this year, it features Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, Texas is a seven-point favorite going up against Oklahoma when I pulled this game. I was kind of shocked by that. I don't know. What we've seen from any team, I suppose Texas has put up some points, but they have, as equally, given them up. Uh, So I'll I'll sit and listen to your guys' feedback here and kind of make my pick as I go. But Texas favored by seven at Oklahoma. Bloom, where do you sit here?
1: So breaking news, Sounder. This just happened like 10 minutes ago. Yeah,
0: Quinn Ewers is going to play for Texas. So this thing has shot up to close to 10. I don't know, is Gabriel playing for OU? Okay. I I don't know if it really matters. I I think Texas is just way farther along, and Oklahoma is exactly what CW and I thought they were from the beginning of the year. That Texas or that Nebraska game is getting more and more bizarre how they did that to Nebraska. But I'll take the Longhorns.
1: Yeah. Watching that number steam up, it it makes it. We're we're playing it at seven here. I will absolutely yeah, take yeah. it at the seven. If that thing gets above ten in, in real life Correct. I, I mean, I think you've gotta consider Oklahoma just because of the rivalry aspect and whatnot. But yeah, I this is a hard one. I just think in this big twelve that you need to have a really short memory when it comes to making picks and gambling because I just I think that this league's gonna annihilate each other one another all year yeah. long. This would not surprise me. But the the underdogs do very well in this game in general. Um, but I just I don't think Oklahoma's very good and that's what it comes down to for me. If you watched the first half of that Alabama game, Quinn Ewers was really good. It wasn't just a hype thing. He he lived up to all of that hype. So if he's playing, yeah, I want I want the Longhorns.
4: I and I yeah,
0: honestly I, I think I think Sark's way better than uh, Venables. Yeah, I would be surprised if Venables is like two and done. Well, the problem is, is Venables such entrenched as a
5: defensive coach? I mean, he has no offensive prowess. I mean, or doesn't appear to at this point. And yeah, and that, even, that's the difficult thing. And the it, defense, it, to your point, I think you're about to say, isn't doing their job.
0: either. Yeah, no, they've been. And he, he was. You could argue he was very overrated at Clemson. Like I, I with all the talent they had, and it's not like they were lights out on defense. So right. I'm I'm out. No. I'm out on my fellow But
1: Venables. The new John Blake?
0: Oh. I think you can say that. I think they're <laughs> trending. Now they got to go to the SEC. Like, this is not going well for Oklahoma. No, no, I would be is terrified horrible. if I was that football program right
1: yeah, now. horrible. Texas is going to be much better in the SEC than Oklahoma. Correct. 100%. I, do, I truly believe that.
5: Well, I will ride with you, gentlemen, in Texas as well. Uh, last game was the game where I was like, you know, Oklahoma is going to keep pounding on the rock, and they did not. Uh, so I will sit back on them until they prove me otherwise. I still would not be surprised if Oklahoma musters up, uh, you know, the intestinal fortitude in the last week to be prepared for this. And if they won, I'm not going to be shocked. I just don't know if coming off that, if they have that ready available to them. So we are all three on Texas there. The next game, gentlemen, uh, features Iowa going to fight the fighting Brent Bilamas after he just got done waxing his alma mater. Or former boss, I would say, in right. Wisconsin. But three and a half point favorite is Illinois in Champaign, with the Hawkeyes coming to town. I'll just get quick and out of the way. Illinois, Brent, what do you got?
0: I'm actually going to go with Iowa here. And I I think they're similar teams, and I know the you know Illinois is the the hip pick here. Iowa got exposed a little bit by Michigan's physicality, but I just I don't think. Illinois is far enough along to win a game like this. I just think Iowa is good is is within a field goal at least.
1: Bet the under. That's the easy play here. Uh, 36 and a half is the number. Uh, and I'll <laughs> that's crazy. I'll, I'll take Iowa. Awesome. Iowa to lose by a field goal. I, I think Illinois will win the game. Uh, but I, if that hook wasn't there, I wouldn't play it. But I just this just feels like a thirteen to ten, you know, seventeen to fourteen type game either way. So I'll I'll take the points.
5: You know why I'm so quick to take uh, Illinois? The coaching.
1: Yeah, no, he's They're a great, better coach. I would agree with you, and I they better. You know, they have an elite running back. Brown might be yeah. the best running back in the Big Ten. And you look at the fact that they stopped the run as well. They're the best rush defense yeah. in the Big Ten. This is a this isn't Rutgers that was going no. to play.
5: Yeah, and I just at the end of the day, I I think uh, Belima is more aggressive, and he'll. He'll make the right call at the right time when uh, Iowa will sit back and try to keep doing what they've been doing all year, not getting it done. So I got Illinois here. So on the last game, gentlemen, a mere two-point spread here with Adrian Martinez and the K-State Wildcats coming to town to Jack Trice to play Iowa State. up, uh, what time is this game? 6.30, so we got a night 6.30, You got a night game. Plenty amped up here. What are you guys feeling here? I'm going to listen.
0: Iowa State hasn't lost – a night game in conference since 2017. Jack Trice is different. Iowa State has also never lost three game, three conference games in a row under Campbell since his first year. Now, you could come up with numbers for anything. Point is, Iowa State is generally pretty good when people are starting to doubt them. This is when Campbell is at his best. Uh, I think the teams are pretty similar. I think the home field's the difference, and I'll take Iowa State.
1: Yeah, and right. I I don't want to pick this game because I just every time I pick Iowa State in a toss up they lose and then every time I pick against them they win. I do think that they'll win though. I just if Kansas State wasn't so one dimensional offensively, I think I would certainly go the other way. But it's like if they get to a spot where I think Iowa State can stop the run, and if you get into a spot where Adrian Martinez has to throw on the road in that hostile environment, I, I certainly like Iowa State there. Uh, you know, it really comes down to, can Iowa State run the ball? Well, Can Iowa State take pressure off of Hunter Deckers? And I'm going to say probably no. Um, that's I'm going to go Iowa State, but 21-20. to 20. This is a nail-biter right down. It's 21-20, 17-16, 20, something like that. It will not be a pleasant are, night in you, Ames. Are you adult. saying
0: there's a game-winning kick involved?
1: That's why I said 21-20, to 20, <laughs> because there will be <laughs> okay. no field goals attempted for Iowa State in the football game. Alright, 14-13. There you go. Let's dumb it down. 14-13. to 13. Iowa State wins it by one. 13.
5: So how do you feel about uh, Adrian Martinez's ability out of the pocket? How is Iowa State's contained on that? Because he, the last game he played, he made a big difference on the field doing yep. that. Uh, how he's, is Iowa State's contained with that?
0: He can be really, really good. Now, Iowa State is built as a as a system to stop a running quarterback, not yeah, a running yeah. and passing quarterback. And so, if Martinez is making his throws, it's going to be good night, Eileen. You know, because they, if they, if he throws for two hundred plus, good luck. I would say it, not going to win. But I think I would say it can stop him enough and contain him enough, and then rely on the corners to shut down their receiving receivers.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. a tough matchup on Kansas State's running game, no doubt. If if he has to throw and does
5: throw two hundred, the thing you can go to the bank with is a turnover in Iowa State's favor, a minimum right. of one, probably two throws, yeah. because he is by far a uh, 15-yard in passer and on his feet. But when he has to throw the ball long, his judgment has proven suspect for years. Um, this one is really tough for me when I look at it. I mean, I'm having recency bias with what he did, but I am actually going to go with the Lord Jack Trice at night as well. That's You just don't want to play there. That place will be hyped up. I will take ISU here as well.
1: And it's a desperation game for Iowa State, right? Like, you can't go 0-3 and staring down the barrel at Texas and Oklahoma. So, yeah, this is is the game, like, for me, guys, where it's just like with the Big 12, like, don't overreact. I would also say this with Tech and Oklahoma State. Like, I could see that being a good game in the fourth quarter, even with Tech being a favorite. I just don't think there's that big of a difference between the first Big 12 team and the last Big 12 team. I think it's going to be a wild year. It it's reminds me of fun. one of
0: my, my favorite quotes regarding this game for Iowa State. Uh, it's not a must-win. World War II was a must-win, but this is pretty close.
1: <laughs> is that Eric Heft? That's Eric Heft, yeah. <laughs> had to be yeah Eric I think via, via
5: Marv Levy, actually, the uh, old Buffalo Bills head coach. Yeah, know? old Marv Levy. Still around, actually. He uh, yep. he was with the Mafia a few weeks ago in the end zone. That's fun. Yeah, guys, good good job. That's good games. Uh, there's not uh, three of us. Three games, we all three ride together. BYU, and the Iowa-Illinois, a little parody there. So, we're not going to separate much this week. But uh, okay, So, basically, the way it looks is I'll still be winning next week is really what I'm trying to say.
1: Get out and uh, get you your Nebraska Furniture Mart, the, the big, 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 big screen event. Get you all some Omaha right. steaks. What is it about what they do in Omaha with those steaks? Because they are young. I- they are yummy and i
5: think it's the packages and everything i mean you get these. think about going to getting a big steak dinner with your family somewhere i mean i i got a family of five we go to you know Chili's, and i'm spending a hundred bucks you're gonna go get a whole package of steaks oh it's a 75 five dollar value of steaks you're gonna feed your family with prime stuff it's good stuff just while you watch your big screen
1: while you watch while you watch your big 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 screen tv all right that's right gentlemen Appreciate you guys. Uh, follow our lead and go and make a bunch of money this weekend, but do it responsibly, of course. More of course. Cyclone Fanatic Radio after this here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNL.
2: The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Eau Iowa, and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, Here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones!
1: number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender.
5: It's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by
2: Iowa pork producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivbusiness.iastate.edu That's www.ivbusiness.iastate.edu
4: Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office. And that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive.
1: Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man, and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. iowaclinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclo and Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. They've been a part of the Psycho and Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and we return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you.
4: This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmy and I, for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. go cyclones
2: all right it's time to wrap up cyclone fanatic radio show here on des moines sports station 106.3 kxno thanks again to chris williams brent bloom and tim mullen from nebraska furniture martin clive for joining us on tonight's show helping us out making their picks for the week Uh, Make sure and visit our friends out there at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive for everything they've got going on, all their great sales here over the next several months leading up to the holidays. Uh, uh, Like I said to you guys earlier, we'll be back Saturday afternoon. Jeff Woody and I will have the Cyclone Fanatic Tailgate Show powered by the Iowa Pork Producers. We'll break break down more of Iowa State and Kansas State. We'll talk more about the games around the rest of the Big 12 and give you guys all of our football thoughts on another beautiful Saturday uh, in Ames, Iowa. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. We'll be back same time, same place next week here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.